following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Welcome to The Leftovers, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Network, with Josh Dunn, Anshu Khanna, and Dan Bauer. Hello and welcome to The Leftovers. It is Friday, September 21st. I'm Josh Dunn. I am joined this Thursday evening by Anshu Khanna and Dan Bauer. One of you is more happy than the other. We'll start with Anshu. How are you feeling this Thursday night? I'm feeling great. I'm not sure how Dan feels, but as you said, one of us is happier than the other, so I'm I'm doing amazing. Absolutely. Dan, we'll give you your due. It's been 635 days since you felt what it's like to have your NFL football team win a football game. But I've got to ask you, after 635 days, was it worth the wait? Yep, that's my victory Bud Light. We're cracking here. Uh, oh, finally, finally gets a win. It's a surreal feeling. I honestly, there was a point there I didn't know if this day was ever going to come. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that they've gone this long. Um, obviously, they've looked a lot better early here in the season. Uh, they they kind of gave away a game there against New Orleans. Get a new kicker tonight. You know, he had a couple shaky kicks there uh, that that kind of wrapped around the goalpost and went in. But uh, the Browns are able to come on, come away with the victory here. They win it 21-17, to and the real story in this one was Baker Mayfield. So he comes off the bench after Tyrod T- uh, Taylor struggles mightily to start the game. And we'll start there, Dan. So obviously Baker Mayfield with a pretty solid performance here for his first NFL action. He goes 17-23, finishes with 201 yards, looked elusive. His QB rating was over 100. Uh, you've got to be pretty happy after taking him number one overall to see him knock out and look significantly better than Sam Darnold, who was on the other side, the number three overall pick, finished 15-31 with 169 yards and two interceptions in crunch time that sealed the victory for the Browns. Yeah, there's two throws that really just stuck out to me in this game and I think just show how ready Baker is to really lead this team. The first one being that third and two uh, where he put a ball over the defender who was you know three, four feet in, in the air uh, and Baker puts it over top of him. One of his big criticisms was he wasn't tall enough. He's too small um, and makes an absolutely beautiful throw on a leak out uh, to pick up a first down and then that throw that they showed a couple highlights of between just perfectly placed between two defenders uh, to get the Browns out on the goal line to set up the go ahead touchdown I mean this kid is for real uh, and Josh I will take the apology for you trash and Baker coming out of the draft whenever you feel it is appropriate oh my god calm down first of all it's Jesus the first game Christ. of his NFL career and he's playing against oh the New York god. Jets who are a joke so you I would say that, that you need to pump the brakes garbage would reel it in a little bit before getting super cocky with a one one and one record yeah this is what this is my first chance to get cocky in 300 or 635 days i'm talking i cannot wait until he sees an actual defensive line a la the cincinnati Bengals, and he gets pummeled to the ground after that which will happen mind you reel it in so calm down but uh i will say baker did look solid tonight i don't think he looked 
outstanding, uh, but I would say he looked solid. And really the Jets' defense looked winded big time in that second half, especially the secondary. Um, but that that's not taking credit away from Baker Mayfield. And I, despite your bias, I, I think he did look good in this game. There were a couple drops. Otherwise, he would have had even a better stat line. Jarvis Landry had a couple balls that he that he nabbed that easily could have been drops, and he dropped one or two as well. Uh, so he looks good in this game. Carlos Hyde kind of seals it with the touchdown at the end there um, after they had one called back because of a Jarvis Landry block in the back. So, you know, Hyde, I, I believe they said it was his 28th birthday. Still looks decent here at the the starting running back position for the Browns. But, Anshu, what do you see with this Jets team, and what do you make of what they've done so far this year? They come out in week one with a blowout victory against the Lions. You know, Darnold starts out in that game with a pick six on the first play, but then you know, he, he ends up looking pretty solid. But in this game against the Browns, I mean, he looked rattled from the get-go. He, I, I never liked Sam Darnold. I thought at USC he'd made a lot of poor throws. He threw a lot of interceptions in big games. Um, he has an NFL-ready arm, obviously, strength-wise. But I just don't know that he has, you know, the decision-making skills that are going to make him successful in this league. Yeah, I think Darnold is, you know, he's 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 a roller coaster ride. You can tell already, like he starts his career with the pick six. And Dan, I would just say Sam Darnold, the ultimate cautionary tale before you get too caught up in the Baker hype. And I like Baker more than Darnold, but man, like you look after what Darnold did to Detroit on Monday night that first week and you know, what he has then turned into two weeks later against your Brown secondary, which, by the way, is not that good. Uh, you know, not not great. So all I'm saying is these guys go through growing pains, every single one of them, even the best. And so Sam Darnold, we don't know what he's going to be. And right now he doesn't look great. I mean, look, 15 to 31, 169 yards. Nice. Not very nice. Zero touchdowns, two picks. You know, a 38 quarterback rating, that's not going to get it done. But, uh, you know, Josh, to your point, like, I think that the arm, I think that the arm looks good. It looks better than what I saw at USC personally. Um, He looks a little bit more ready than I expected, honestly, even with this game. Um, But that being said, you know, he pales in comparison to what Baker Mayfield did tonight. Tonight's Baker's night, despite zero touchdowns. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I think these guys are you know they're always going to be compared to each other and, and Josh Rose and the three of them and, and probably Lamar Jackson as well and uh, we'll just have to see where it goes but you know I would I would just caution anyone from making any giant leaps just yet like we look at last year's quarterback class we think about Mahomes and Watson and Trubisky and everyone was ready to anoint Watson as the next great quarterback and the next great legend but look at what Mahomes has done through two games of this year. So let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, it is difficult to argue that Baker Mayfield has the best supporting cast out of these rookie quarterbacks. You know, you mentioned most oh, of them. God. Josh Allen, obviously, is the other one out in Buffalo who looks like by far the worst team in the league. And then Arizona, you know, looking like the second worst team in the league. So yeah, this Josh Jets Allen. team, I think as this season starts to wear along here, the Jets are going to kind of show their true face. And I, I, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL as well. I, I know that people started to kind of get a little higher on them once they won that first game in, in the fashion that they did. But, uh, Dan, I, I got I got to say, you know, I'm not going to give you your apology because I don't I don't believe in Baker the way that you do. But I like I said, I am impressed with him. I am happy for you. Win. I am happy yeah, for you as a friend, and I'm glad that you got a win, but please don't gloat. But I do want to hear your opinion on Tyron <laughs> Taylor and what happens with him now because he's been a pretty 
legitimate starter in this league. Uh, you know, he had his good years with the Bills. He's, he led them to the playoffs. He's four of fourteen in this game. He gets sacked three times. Just really looked abysmal. Um, do you do you see Tyrod Taylor, you know, finding a way here in the NFL again, or is this kind of his swan song and, and time to go? I think he is going to be a guy who sticks around for a while as just a consummate backup and a guy who is a is a stopgap. And you know you're going to see a major injury at some point um, this year, and maybe that's when the Browns trade him, uh, which I think is is your kind of likely scenario. the The throw that stuck out is just I, I was just over it and. I didn't want to rush Baker, but Tyrod's clearly not the guy. The ball that Callaway had was behind the secondary. He had four yards uh, on the corner, and Tyrod underthrows it, and then they pan to Tyrod in the camera, and he is making basically a motion that Callaway should have gone up for it harder uh, when Callaway had the defender beat by by four steps. Uh, and it's just it's one of those throws it's frustrating to watch as a fan when your receiver is that open and you underthrow him that's a throw you have to make as an NFL quarterback if you're going to be a consistent starter in this league and not something other than a stopgap for a team yeah we'll see we'll see where he lands you know we'll see if he ends up staying on Cleveland throughout this year obviously anything can happen and, and Hugh Jackson after the game came out and said that he's not committing to Baker Mayfield as the starter moving forward you know, I think we talked about this before the show. I think it's hard to believe that he actually believes that in his head after Baker leads the team to their first victory in, like I said, 635 days, which when you say that out loud, it seems impossible for an NFL team to do that. Uh, but the Browns did it, and, and now they're back, and they've won a game, and, and we'll see if they can win another this season. Um, Anshu, what do you see this Browns team kind of land this year? They're Obviously, their over-under was set in Vegas at – I believe it was six um, before the season. You know, I, I when I I was at the Vegas sports book at the MGM and I threw that bet on the Bengals winning the Super Bowl as a joke. They were hundred to one. The, the Browns were sixty to one at that point. So I thought that was kind of interesting that wow. the Vegas lines were moving because people were so excited about this team in Cleveland. Uh, but I got to hear where you think this Browns team lands some, from somebody without bias, uh, which we know Dan has plenty of. Yeah, I went in saying I thought they had six wins in, um, just going through their schedule. A push. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, let's just go through it real quick. Pitt at New Orleans, New York Jets, they go one and one and one. So, you know, then they have at Oakland, I'm, I'm not giving that one. Baltimore at home, uh, Chargers at home, uh, at Tampa, that's a winnable Best game. Best team in the NFL. Yeah, right now they look real good. At Pitt, that doesn't look good. Kansas City, that Lost. doesn't look good. Atlanta, that doesn't look good. At Cincinnati, that Blow doesn't look loss. good. At Houston, <laughs> that doesn't look great. Carolina, uh, at Denver, uh, Cincinnati at home. Huge loss. Okay, and at Baltimore. So, you know, not a ton of wins on that schedule. Pick six, I'm... Honestly, I'd probably take the under on that right now. Um, the fact that they're 1-1-1 right now against those three teams is is a big – I think it's it's a really nice start for Browns fans. I just – I wouldn't get disillusions about them making the playoffs or anything crazy. All right, so back to reality we go. We will continue to follow the Browns. Uh, Dan, congrats again on the victory. We're going to have a lot more football to talk about. We're going to preview the upcoming weekend. But before we do, let's hear a word from our leftover sponsor. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? 
get to Bluetooth.com. Bluetooth.com is the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Alice, so they work. Since they're chewable, they'll work faster than a pill. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And this stuff is cheaper than those other two, so this is a no-brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Bluetooth ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And here's a great deal for you guys. Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment free when you use a promo code LEFTOVER. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code LEFTOVERS. Welcome back to the Leftovers. I am Josh Dunn. Again, I'm here with Dan and Anshu. Guys, we talked a lot about the Browns-Jets Thursday night football game. We've got a lot more NFL action coming up this weekend. So let's kind of move through some of the games that uh, we have on the slate here as we look toward Sunday, now that Thursday night football is behind us. Uh, A nice slate of 12 o'clock games. Um, We've got the Bengals taking on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina, obviously post-hurricane. We'll start there. That's the first 12 o'clock game that's showing up. And one of the more competitive ones that I'm looking at here, Anshu, this, this Panthers team obviously loses Greg Olson. They've got questions at the receiver position. Funches has looked okay. Uh, you know, they've got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield who, who has been great out of, uh, at the receiver position out of the backfield or at least catching the ball out of the backfield. But uh, do you think this Panthers team, defenses look solid as well, uh, has enough to, to hold home against this Bengals uh, defense that's looked really good so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, favorites i think joe mixon plays a big role in this and i mean or the lack there i guess the fact that he's not going to be playing and it's going to be geo bernard who's still you know uh, i i'm a huge fan of geo bernard i think that he can still absolutely handle three down duties i know that they're going to have a little bit of the rook in there but you know that is i i think that carolina is a deserving three-point favorite here um you know cincinnati's got plenty of wins on its schedule but uh like you said, I mean, Carolina also doesn't have Greg Olson. They haven't had, like, the toughest first two games uh, in Dallas and then, um, you know, Atlanta. I think that the home game helps. I, I you know, I think three is, is close. I think Cincinnati's a better team, but I think that Carolina, sadly, probably does get it done at home, honestly. Yeah, I would probably agree with you, Dan. Any Any different thoughts on that one? Uh, no, I think this is a good time to just point out, though, uh, your Bengals leading the AFC North and the Pittsburgh Steelers with the worst division in the AFC North. Worst record worst, in the division. Worst, worst record, record in the division. division. That they do, that and, and they play this Monday night against uh, Fitzmagic and the boys in Tampa. So the, Yeah, probably thought that was an auto win at one point. Yep, Pittsburgh favored on the road in that one, which we'll we'll talk more about on Monday's show um, for sure. But for sure, but so yeah, we, it sounds like we all have the Panthers winning that one at home. Uh, there's a couple games here in this twelve o'clock slate that I think potentially could be, you know, upset potential type games. We've got the Dolphins who are two and zero against the Raiders. I have the Raiders winning this game. 
Uh, Miami is favored at home uh, by three in this one, but I just think the Raiders have too much offensive talent to continue losing games. Do either of you want to argue with me that that Miami could maybe drop this one at home? No, I'm with you 100%. The Raiders had to play the Rams, who look like the odds-on favorite to win the title right now. And, uh, you know, then had to go to Denver and had that game, by the way, until the very end when Case Keenum leads a late drive uh, to get the field goal at the end. So I I agree. I think the Raiders are due a win. And the Dolphins, on the other hand, beat a Titans team that had an injured Marcus Mariota in week one and then go to New York and the Jets, who just ended that Brown streak. So uh, I'm with you. I think that records sometimes are not indicative of the quality of the teams that have gotten those records, and I, I think there's a perfect example of that. Yeah, I guess it's I'll not go- an upset when you look at it from the from the line standpoint. Yeah, but. I'll go opposite on that one. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite side. I do think the loss of Khalil Mack is one of those things that sticks with the locker room. It, it sticks with the team and clearly upset about it and a a team that we at the start of the year talked about contending for that division uh as silly as it is from the subtraction of one player i think it is a significantly bigger subtraction when it comes to the effect and the attitude and the belief in that ability to win there in uh well now uh no longer the oakland raiders okay so we've got one person sticking with the dolphins We've got two teams on the 12 o'clock slate that tied last week, so obviously the Browns, one of the other four that has been a part of a tie. Uh, But the Packers take on the Redskins in Washington, and the Vikings are at home against the Bills. Uh, Obviously, these the the, the Packers and the Vikings, both big favorites here. Well, Packers not big favorites in this one, but uh, do you guys see Vikings? I don't think any of us are going to argue that they're going to smoke the Bills. But Packers-Redskins, this one is interesting to me, and it really depends on Aaron Rodgers' health, and he was able to kind of get by in that Vikings game, but he clearly didn't look like himself. Dan, I'll start with you, the unbiased here. Uh, what do you think, what do you make of this Packers team here in this game against the Redskins? I don't think there's any chance that the Packers lose this game. I know, I know they're, I know they're just small, they're just small favorites, but I mean, this Redskins team is not very good. Uh, get essentially blown out by the Colts. Um, you know, they beat a Cardinals team that's a little bit hard to to figure out at this point and you know, assuming Aaron Rodgers is healthy, assuming he's playing uh, this Packers team, I think it's just going to absolutely roll the Redskins. Wow. Aren't you the, your Packers? It sounds like uh, you've got a buddy here that agrees. I, I actually think the Redskins have a chance in this one. Uh, I just, uh, Rogers health worries me. And I, I, I obviously want Rogers to do well. I've drafted him in almost every single one of my fantasy leagues, uh, but which people care about, by the way. Uh, but, but, yes. <laughs> but we need to have a segment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but this Redskins, <laughs> this Redskins team does have some weapons. Chris Thompson's looked good out of the backfield this year. Obviously, he suffered some in- injuries in his career. They've got Adrian Peterson, who's kind of their, been their workhorse running back, and you know Alex Smith, who they went out and got in the off season, you know, has looked like the game manager Alex Smith. So I, I think that this could be closer than than you think, Dan. I, I got to hear what Anshu says as a Packers fan. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, Josh, although I'm heartened by Dan's confidence in my boys. I'm nervous about this game. I don't like that the Packers are three-point favorites at Washington. I don't think that's a good line, honestly. I think it should be like Packers by one um, because that implies that Washington is some six or seven points worse than Green Bay. The one thing I'll say about the home field advantage swing is that Washington apparently only had like fit like their stadium was – 
two thirds full or something last week and it was noticeable and then the Colts went in there and beat them. Remember, Josh is a Colts team that, you know, the Bengals went on the road and, and really handled nah, in large part. They barely so, won that game. Carlos Dunlap just, doesn't make that SWAT interception play, they lose. Yeah, but if Andy Dalton throws doesn't throw the tipped interception at the beginning, it might be a different game too. So I'm just I you know, it goes both ways, as I say. I, I just look, I think that I think that Colts team is, you know, it's it's not a bad team. This this Washington team, as Dan said, eh, you know, like they they go on the road and beat Arizona, so they're one and one for that reason. But I, I also don't know about Green Bay right now without Rod with Rogers at what he is like, you know, probably about sixty percent off. Um, I I I'm kind of I I kind of feel like Aaron Rodgers actually tore his ACL, guys. I I like I sort of believe that and I think that he's out there just derping around because they're just so screwed if he doesn't and he just signed that big deal um so anyways I I I wouldn't be shocked if the Packers lost this game by any means it's not a super easy place to play and the Packers aren't exactly killing everybody so hopefully you're right Josh but or Dan but um I kind of think that this is going to be a tight one Man, I hope you're wrong about the ACL, but it didn't look good. And the fact that he's playing is is great, but how much longer can somebody play on a leg that, you know, it's clear. I mean, he's wearing the brace that, that should help the stability of the knee, but mm-hmm. he, it's just, it's it's tough. Like, and you just don't know how severe it really is. Um, there's yeah. a few few other uh, games on the 12 o'clock slate. We've got Giants-Texans, a battle of 0-2 teams. Broncos-Ravens, Ravens... Ravens uh, have a home game in that one to try to knock the Broncos from their undefeated 2-0 record. Um, Titans go on the road to play the Jaguars in an inter-division rivalry game. Uh, Colts on the road at Philly and uh, 49ers at the Chiefs. Any of these games jump out? Oh, one I missed, Saints at Falcons. Any of these games jump out at you guys as something to keep an eye on for our listeners? I'll start with Dan. Yeah, I'll start with this one. So I think 49ers-Chiefs is the interesting one. Uh, The... Much discussed Jimmy G and, and what he can actually do. Uh, I think Chiefs six and a half point favorites is is a little much. I think this one's going to be closer than that. Um, but I, I, this is a a big test of two of the potential up and coming quarterback stars in this league. So can Mahomes really keep up his absolutely absurd pace? Uh, was he have like thirteen touchdowns already Ten. this year? <laughs> Ten something absurd. Um, Still crazy. Yeah, I mean, either way, it's still crazy. So uh, this that one's going to be a fun one. I think that's the best of the games that you mentioned. Yeah, Mahomes leading the league in touchdowns. Matt Breda, of all people, leading the league in rushing yards, which I couldn't believe when I saw today. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one worth looking at. But I, I think the Chiefs win this one pretty easily. I, I, I've i said this from the get-go. I know a lot of people had San Francisco as a dark horse. I just never saw that. I, I, I never bought into the Garoppolo hype. Uh, you know, I think he's better than – you know, he, he better than being a backup for, you know, the majority of his career, but I don't think he's ever going to be an elite quarterback in this league. Maybe that's a hot take, but I'm going to stand behind it. Yeah, I think that I think that Garoppolo is literally Kirk Cousins. Like when I see him, that's what I think of. When I see of Mr. when I see Mr. Bisky, I think of Ryan Tannehill. It's just one of those things I can't get away from. So that's, I mean, that's not a negative necessarily. It just kind of is what it is. I don't think that Kirk Cousins with that roster necessarily wins a Super Bowl or anything crazy. Um, but the games that I'm looking at, Josh, I, I, I really am honing in on that Giants-Texans game. And I know that doesn't sound great. It's not glamorous. It's two 0-2 teams. But 
lot you know, of fun talent on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of talent. Yeah, exactly. A lot of fantasy implications for a lot of listeners out there. And, uh, you know, I, I also think that this Texans team is kind of flying under the radar right now. Like, I know, you know, the stats tell us that if you go to 0-2, you're like 90% likely to miss the playoffs. But I feel like this Texans team is not that team. Um, you know, I, I know the Jaguars good they're going to bring back Leonard Fournette this week they're likely to win again with a banged up Marcus Mariota on the other side against the Titans um who I also like by the way this week but that's neither here nor there I I just I think the Texans are a team to watch um I think the Giants are garbage I think Eli's so beyond done um and uh I just I really like Houston I think that Will Fuller being back is a big key for Deshaun Watson I mean his stats just increase exponentially when Fuller's out there and uh I I I'm telling you if you had to bet a game Houston's minus six I would pound that line I'm telling you right now I think the Texans destroy that line against the Giants yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Deshaun Watson needs to kind of get things going a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins has been a bit banged up. Uh, but mm-hmm. that Houston team is just too talented, really on both sides of the ball, I think, to stay 0-2. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a blowout as well. I like this uh, Saints-Falcons matchup. The Falcons oh, yeah. looked so much better in Week 2 than they did in Week 1. And the Saints, just I just don't know what to make of this team. They get a, Dude, barely get a win they? against the Browns. They, get, they just get smoked as as far as uh their defense is concerned by Tampa Bay who nobody expected to come out and do what they did and I just don't know what to make of this Saints team but they're a team on at the same time that I could see coming out and winning this game in a big way uh because they have Drew Brees and they have the weapons they do on the offensive side of the ball so we should ask Dan what he thought of that Saints team after last week I mean like look the Saints against the Browns. The Browns win obviously this week, but you know the, the they were right there with the Saints. I mean their defense. Maybe it's more of a testament to the Browns' defense, but you know the Saints coming off a forty-point win or forty-point performance, albeit in a loss against the the Bucks. I mean, what do you think of the Saints, Dan? I mean, if you gave up the, I mean, and the Saints defense played really well against the Browns for most of that game. I mean, it was. Uh, a flurry at the end to tie it up. But, I mean, the Browns were out of that thing for, um, you know, for all intents and purposes until that 50-yard bomb uh, from Tyrod to Callaway there towards the end. And then, uh, you know, a, a kicker away from actually winning it on the Browns uh, on the Browns end. But, I mean, giving up 48 to, to Fitz, I mean, you thought that was a fluke, but then he goes out and does the same thing week two. I mean, you just – the same team is good, but you just can't have a defense giving up – Big plays uh, to guys like Tyrod Taylor if you're really going to make a serious push for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, it, it's it's going to be a kind of a I think a turning point for the Saints team. I know it's early in the season, and if they lose this, they're not out of it by any stretch. But with as good as Tampa Bay's playing, if they could knock off the Steelers uh, this week this Monday, I, I just I think the Saints really put themselves in a tough tough position if they go down to one and two, especially with the Falcons, you know, getting healthier. Obviously, Devontae Freeman's going to be coming back in the next week or two. Uh, you know, they've got Calvin Ridley finally starting to to get things going. Obviously, their first round pick at the receiver position that uh, you know they're hoping becomes a solid number two across from Julio Jones so a lot to watch out for uh, in that division obviously we, d- we also don't know what's going to happen with Jameis Winston coming back off suspension we don't know if he'll retain that starting job a lot of people are you know speculating that if he does it could ha- they could wait till after the bye which is they have I believe in week four or five they have a bye so 
so yeah, a lot to watch out for in that division. Um, did want to touch on the, the three o'clock games as well. We've got the Bears at the Cardinals, Cowboys at Seahawks, and Patriots at Lions. There's a lot of teams performing under what they expected to be doing at this point in the year. Dan, which one of these stands out to you the most? Uh, I mean, Chargers get- Rams as well. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that that's the game I think that's going to be the most interesting. You mentioned teams underperforming a little bit. I mean, the Chargers and the Rams are right where we thought they'd be. I believe, and I don't know if all of us picked the Rams to win the division, but at least a couple of us did. It's my NFC did Super our, Bowl team. There you go. Um, so, I mean, I think that's going to be a really fun one. If the Chargers go go to one and two, it's a pretty big uphill climb from them. I know it's early in the season, but uh, to go down, uh, to be one and two at that point uh, – and have to make a climb back against a very, very good Rams team uh, is going to make it pretty tough. Um, you know, Seattle, they need to figure their stuff out. Cowboys as a team that has, has also been a very up and down, don't really know what to make of them. I mean, so those are, those are the two to watch. I think in, in terms of teams just having to try to figure out what the heck direction their team is headed the rest of the season. Yeah. Aren't you anything to add there? The Seahawks are in desperate need of a win. Yeah, I I actually like the Seahawks a lot this week. I know they've been sort of poo-pooed after the Monday night debacle at Chicago, and you know their offensive line is kind of a disaster, and the Bears' D line is really good. I just think that was a bad matchup for them. I think they come home and they they dominate the Cowboys. Honestly, I I think the Cowboys Trash. to me are 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 a garbage team. Like I know they beat the Giants on Sunday night. Whatever it was. That game sucks. You can throw that game in the trash where it belongs with both those teams. And so I just I like I like Seattle a lot in that game. I think Seattle's kind of like not nearly as bad as their record right now. I mean, look, they're they're all into maybe they deserve to be like an eight and eight team. Whatever. That's still way better than Owen two. And so I just I think that Seattle's gonna come out and look pretty good and uh you know, the Bears-Cardinals game, we got to talk about it. Like, the Cardinals have looked awful in the first two weeks, obviously. Um, but they have not deployed David Johnson the way they were, they were supposed to. I yep. think they will get back to utilizing him heavily. I think the Bears are a team that everyone is going to come in and bet the crap out of. They're five-and-a-half, six-point favorites on the road. That implies, like, a ten-point difference between these two teams. I got to tell you, I do not see that. I mean, I, I I just don't see why people are so sold on the Bears. I think that Trubisky is maybe, you know, one of the five worst quarterbacks in football right now. He is just awful. I, 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 I don't know why people keep making exceptions for this guy. He is horrendous. And I think that the, the Cardinals defense is, you know, solid enough. Steve Wilkes is knows how to use a defense, you know, as he showed in Carolina over the last few years, once he gets a feel for it. And I just, I think the Cardinals are a major upset alert on the Bears at home. I actually, you stole the words from my mouth. and I read a, a couple of things about David Johnson this week, about them trying to use him in the slot more. You know, yes. I, I think this Arizona team can make a little noise in this game. It's going to be interesting to see how they game plan for Khalil Mack and that, that Bears defensive front because yeah, that's going to be the difference in that game. If they can figure out a way to get David Johnson in space, to get Larry Fitzgerald his touches and, and 
move the ball down the field and kind of keep this game close. I think they end up winning it in a close game. I, I agree with you though. I don't. I'm not sold on the Bears as a as a team, especially offensively. Allen Robinson's looked good as, as an addition that they paid a lot of money to come in there and be the de facto number one. He's got 14 catches on the year to lead the Bears. Uh, but outside of him, Jordan Howard's looked pretty terrible. They have no running game, and Mitch Trubisky's a terrible decision maker at the quarterback position. Granted, he's in his quarterback. Granted, he's in his second season. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that have, you know, taken a little bit of time to get up and running. Not everybody can be Baker Mayfield in game one, Dan. Uh, <laughs> but but I do think that this Arizona team could pull this off. And uh, the, the last game uh, on Sunday, I, I for whatever reason, I feel like the Lions could beat the Patriots this week. I, I know that that's a take. I can see it. I, I just I totally the, the, see with, it. The, with the Lions offense and the Patriots shakiness on defense, they have a lot of injuries, does New England. Gronkowski ended up on the injury report as questionable this week. I don't. There wasn't really a disclosure of, as to what injury that was, but I just Patricia I'm not. That's true as well. I'm just not sold on the Patriots quite yet. I think they're eventually going to figure out who they are again. Uh, but their running back position is a nightmare. We don't know what Josh Gordon's going to be or if he's going to play this week. But they still have Julian Edelman who's suspended. They've got injuries at the receiver position. They don't really know who their who their guy is at the running back position or the receiver position outside of Gronk. Uh, and Rex Burkhead's still fighting through some injury issues. So it, I, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if the Lions come out and win this one because they have a ton of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They can't seem to get the running game going, but I think this could be a week where they come out of their shell a little bit and Stafford has one of those games where he throws for 300 to 400 yards. Totally. I, I totally agree with you. I, I absolutely feel like this is one of those, I think they say in Vegas, a dead cat bounce game. Like this is just, they're, the, the, everyone is leaving the Lions for dead after what they did two weeks ago on, on Monday night against the Jets. And then, you know, obviously last week, again, it was kind of a high-profile game that they lose close at San Francisco. And I feel like they're coming home. I know the fans aren't going to be super excited. They could turn on them quickly. But also, if they're doing well, the fans will be all all aboard. And I agree with you, Josh. I think that we'll see the peak Patriots here in like two or three weeks. But this isn't going to be it. And I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Patricia had a couple – you know, tricks up his sleeve as far as defending Tom Brady from practicing against him all those years. I wouldn't be shocked if the if the Lions pull this one out. You know, guys, it's pretty clear when we talk NFL football, whether it's previews or reviews, that we go a little long on these shows. Yes. Uh, if you guys are okay with it, I think we should skip Oh By The Ways tonight. We're about 35 into this show, unless you guys had something you really want to get off your chest. I'm good. Dan, you want to say anything about the Browns here? One final floor is yours. You got about five seconds. Uh, Good win. Let's really celebrate when we uh, finally make the playoffs here next year. Easy. (laughs) I said next year. He said next year. He said said next year. year. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Congrats on the win, Dan. On you. Hopefully we're celebrating one on Sunday. Yeah. Crack a Bud Light. Dilly dilly. All of the above. (laughs) For Anchukana and Dan Bauer. I'm Josh Dodd. This has been The Leftovers. We'll see you after Sunday football.